Welcome back to the Movie Melting Pop Podcast, everybody. I am Jake. I am here with your your co-host, my co-host, Richard. Yeah, hey guys. If you're a fan of the podcast, which I'm not sure anyone is. But if you he's are. He's also your co-host. Yeah. So I guess that works. Yeah. If you are, I... I mean, even if you're not, I'm still the co-host, so... Yeah, you're you're the co-host, a co-host, my co-host. Yeah. But you wouldn't be their co-host. I guess that's true. Uh... This week we're doing Young Frankenstein, a classic. I told you last week, I just remembered I didn't put this in the outline. I told you I was going to tell you the story of when I was younger, how I almost got to watch this movie, but I didn't. But I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that in, in just a second. Uh, we watched this movie with stars. Yeah. We got a stars free trial. Or did, yeah. you, did you? I Well... So I had already used the free trial on Amazon Prime, so I ended up paying for the for the stars. So I have a month of stars. So if there's any stars <laughs> movies that we want to do, we have a month to watch them. So, but, but but you didn't. You already used the Amazon Prime one. Did you already use the Hulu one? The Hulu one like wasn't really letting me from Hulu, like, and I didn't want to have That's to. Weird. It was just. It's just too much effort to go on my computer and try to do a free what? trial on my computer. Dude, how much was a month of stars? Like seven? It was like eight bucks. bucks. Eight bucks? Yeah. It's not horrible. Like, it's... It's not like it... And you already used the stars free trial. Yeah. So you had to go through a third party. Yeah. But it's like... You couldn't have just picked up your computer? No. Waste of time. Anyway, so uh, if you have Amazon Prime or Hulu, or even you just want to get on Stars and try a week free trial to watch the movie, uh, then come back and listen to us talk about it. Go right ahead. Uh, remember, if you're listening, um, you know, feel free to leave a review. Yeah, drop a rating. Drop a rating. Only still only five stars. No one, no one's doing it. Yeah. That I've seen. Even but, if you hate it, just. Drop five stars and tell us why you hate it. Yeah. So we'll see it. If you leave a one star and tell us why it's bad, I'm not even going to read it. Or maybe I'll read it live on air and we'll make make fun of you or something. Yeah. The Babylon Bee has a podcast and they do that. Really? Where people... people they bad like, reviews, they just go on and make fun of them? Yeah, they'll leave bad reviews on like Apple and they'll be like, This podcast sucks. You guys spread misinformation. And they're like... We wrote a story about, like, and they'll tell us, like, the story about Netflix pumping stewage directly into people's homes. Mm. Like, we write stories about Netflix pumping real sewage into people's homes. Like, it's not our fault people actually think that's a real... Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. Leave a review. Uh, so, a little bit of my story. It's not a long story. My brother growing up... He didn't do it often, but it was, an, it was annoying. He did it sparsely enough that it was annoying when he did do it. If there was a movie he didn't want to watch, mm-hmm. he would use the I'm a sensitive little boy routine to get out of it. So the first time I remember him using it, I only remember him using it twice. I'm sure he did it more. It was just when I wanted to watch these two things that I... Uh, I remember it most. When we were young, we went to the library. Yes, the library. Back when those existed. You can still find them. I know. The library we went to still exists. 
when we <laughs> move back to Minerva, I'll probably have to end up using it. Yeah. But I'm guessing you found, like, a DVD or a VHS. This is the first time. We got a couple of DVDs. One was The Phantom Menace. Ooh. The other one was Rainbow Fish the movie. Oh. <laughs> Two very David different. wanted to watch Rainbow Fish. Naturally. And everyone else wanted to watch The Phantom Menace. And so we pop it in, and I think we watched most of it, and we went back to revisit it later that day. Well, David still hadn't gotten to watch Rainbow Fish. And so the final battle with, you know, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. And, you know, Darth Maul's super scary with his red lightsabers and Duel of the Fates is playing. He starts crying, saying about how scared he is. And so we have to stop so we can play the mini games on the DVD of Rainbow Fish. Nice. And then, I don't know, probably it, it was... He was probably like 9 or 10 when we first watched this one. My dad turned it on. I think he might have gotten it back when Netflix did mail order DVDs or something. Yeah, back in the day. And so my dad put it in. And the opening crawl, uh, where he's just like, you have the credits and the music's kind of ominous and they're looking through the, the castle. Right. Like, he started crying in that, I guess, because it was too spooky. So then you didn't get to watch it? No. That's rough. Yeah. Because it's like, it's not a scary movie. It, yeah, it's, like, it's really not. It's meant to be a comedy. I think my dad tried to get David to see that. Like, hey, it's it's a funny movie. Right. But nothing doing. But if you don't want to watch it, you'll make any reason not to watch it. Yeah. So I almost got to watch this movie when I was really young. Then David cried and ruined it, and now, yeah, I, now now I just watched it for the first time. I never watched it when I was real young. It was one of my uncle's like favorite movies. Yeah, like he would quote it all the time, and so like I always knew about the movie growing up, but like I had never really seen it. It was one of those things where like the movie's in black and white, and so that always kind of made me not want to watch it because it just seemed so old. But like once I got older. And I watched it, I had an appreciation for the movie. Now, did your uncle quote this all the time, actually? Or did he quote it all the time, like you quote Nacho Libre all the time? I mean... <laughs> that gives me yes. my answer right there. Like, it would not even be like Halloween time. It'd be like April. And we would be like talking and like... Me, me, my uncle, and, like, my cousin, uh, and one of my other uncles, we quote movies all the time. Like, we're pretty much always quoting movies. And so, like, Young Frankenstein was one of the ones that one of my uncles would quote all the time. Like, the whole werewolf, their wolf, he would quote that, and he would, like, get a kick out of it. And there were all kinds of stuff that he would he would quote, but I didn't get it because I was young and hadn't seen it, so... Which, I don't even think that's, like, a funny line in the movie. Like, it's meant to be a funny line, but I didn't laugh, like, when it when it was on. Did you, did you laugh? I mean, no. Okay. I think it was just one of those things, it would have come out when he was a young kid, and so I think he saw it as a kid, and laughed like, at it then. 
Yeah. I don't know why I just did a bad Mickey impression. Yeah. For, your... for my uncle. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I think now it's more just for him to reminisce. I don't think he thinks it's hilarious. I think it's just a way for him to quote it. I don't know. He just really likes the movie, so he quotes all kinds of stuff from it. All right, we'll get more into the jokes in uh, the actual body. First, I'll do my uh, my quick takes. Uh, I liked it was black and white. It made it a bit uh, reminiscent of early monster movies, a bit creepier. Right. But besides the fact that it has a few gags and a few jokes, it's like a... Uh, that's what it is. It's a 50s monster movie. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not bad... It just, like, if you were to take the jokes out, I would still watch it. And if you were to put more jokes in, I would watch it. But it's like, it's in the middle where it's like, doesn't excel at being a comedy or a monster movie. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I liked, I liked it the first time. Like, the first time I watched it, I thought it was solid. Watching it again, like, this time around, I was like, okay, this is not as entertaining as I remember it being. But, yeah. Yeah. Alright, plot synopsis. Dr. Friedrich Frankenstein is a descendant of the infamous Frankensteins known for their awful experiments on reanimating dead flesh. He is a skeptic on his ability to work until he must travel to Transylvania to see his grandfather's will. While there, his descent into madness begins. And did I mention this is a Mel Brooks movie? So there's jokes. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things that are supposed to be yeah, like jokes and not meant to be taken serious. Yeah, I, it's not serious, but jokes make me laugh. And sometimes the jokes were not so funny. Yeah, they didn't hit as well. And we, we can we can talk about the humor in this. It like I don't even know like the whole opening scene where that student is um, constantly questioning him or whatever. Yeah, and then he like freaks out. Yeah, like and that. He, like stabs his leg. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like I kind of did a <laughs> when he stabbed his leg because I saw it coming because he picked up the scalpel and he's like waving his arms around this out I knew like this dude's about to stab himself in the leg yeah and it wasn't until he was was kicking that guy in the balls and like giving him like an extra dollar <laughs> yeah <laughs> that I was like okay <laughs> like that's funny yeah getting a good old kick in the nads. Good old, <laughs> just a classic. It'll make any any guy either laugh or cringe. Yeah, what or both. Did you cringe? I mean, I I giggled. You know, I of course I'd seen it before, so it was. I I kind of knew what was coming, but. I didn't me, even I didn't even realize he was kicking him there. To be honest. Yeah, it, it looked like he was until he was it. yeah until he was like on the cart and being yeah and out, whole, he was holding yeah. it. Yeah, I, I like, honestly oh. thought. Yeah, I thought he was just pretending to do it, but apparently he actually did it. Yeah, but it's a good it's a good scene for setting up, uh, you know, the fact that he's kind of like an authority, right? 
on the on the you know brain and spinal cord. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think another part that I I found funny, I'd say more so the first time I saw it, and less so the second time around. But when I think it's Igor is or Igor is the one who's like he's like banging on the door with like the little knocking mechanism. And at the time, like, he's helping the the girl out of the cart. Yeah. And he goes, what knockers? And she goes, oh, thank you. But he's, like, talking about the the door. Yeah. Like, it's like that. I mean, that's classic Mel Brooks. But it, yeah. Like, I don't know if that was funny in the 70s and 80s or what. But I think it would have been funnier in the, like, back when the movie was originally written. And like I said, like, the first time I watched it, I, I got a kick out of it. I, I didn't think it was like some, yeah. you know, rolling around, you know, controlling my, trying to control my breathing while laughing hysterically, but like I thought it was, I thought it was clever, so. The first thing that actually made me laugh was the, uh, when the horses like freaked out every time you said. Oh yeah. What's what's her name? Frau Blue Hair, or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And, like, every time it got said, the horses would, yeah. like, whinny or whatever it Even is. Even when they were, like, deep in the castle. Yeah. You could, you would still hear them. Like, that, that actually is something that made me laugh. Yeah. I feel like that's another Mel Brooks kind of thing. Yeah. Is, like, just the over-repetition of, like, a specific, yeah. like, thing. And that's what I put thought about as gags, is most of the this movie's comedy comes from, like, the gags. And I, I thought some of them... You know, uh, there's that. There's um, a couple with the inspector, with him always having to move his arm yeah, around. Yeah, he's always readjusting. Did his you arm. notice his monocle is over his eye patch? Eye patch yeah, and not over like his regular eye. Yeah. And then you've got like the uh... oh gosh, you've got like Igor. Yeah, with the and, hump. It, and his hump moves from shoulder to yeah. shoulder. Yeah, and that's just like classic Mel Brooks kind of yeah. gags that he would do. But yeah, cause and then, like, and then there's like the whole the punchline of the whole movie I would consider was kind of a gag. I'm talking about like the ending thing. Which part? Like when? Like about the monsters? Oh yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Him having a. A, I forget a, how she a sizable, and then she says some random. Like, it sounded like a schnitzel, but yeah. not quite. I don't know, but yeah, they turned that into a gag because then he yeah. ends up getting with his uh, uh, Doctor Frankenstein's his fiance. Fiance, yeah. Which is kind of a creepy scene if you think about it. Yeah. Until until she starts singing, you're like. Now this is a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then like she starts singing and like going crazy and like it you start to realize that it's meant to be like funny, but before that happens you're kind of just like this what is really heck? awkward to watch. <laughs> and then like they bring up the joke again yeah. when she or so Dr. Frankenstein ends up like marrying Ilga the yeah. the uh his assistant or whatever. And, like, on their wedding night, you know, she asks him, like, 
he got, you know, the monster got part of your brains, but what did you get from him? And he just, like, turns to the camera and yeah. just slowly zooms in. He has that dumb yeah. grin on his face. And then she ends up making, like, the <laughs> same singing yeah, she sound. Singing, she sings the same song. Yeah. And you're like, uh. Yeah. And you're like, uh, very, very clever. I don't know how that works scientifically, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how him transferring his brain over to the monster means that, you know, something else gets transferred over, but. Yeah. I think. I don't even, I don't even, can, can you think of anything else that's like. I guess the monster has some jokes. Like when he goes and visits that blind guy. Yeah. <laughs> that that whole scene was pretty And he keeps pouring funny. the hot soup on his... On his... Yeah, on his oh. lap. Yeah. And then he's like... On, yeah. his, on his schnitzel. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then he... He like fills pours his... Pours him the coffee. Well, he pours was him like the, the wine. He pours it? wine for him. Wine. And then they go to like do a cheers and he shatters his cup. And so then he's he ends up with nothing to drink and... You know, he's like the monster, and so, like, you know, you you kind of expect him to freak out, but he doesn't. He just seems, like, annoyed, and it's... And then and then he's kind of, like, getting him out of the fear of fire, because he's like, fire, good, right? And he's, like, lights his cigar. Yeah. Goes to, like, the monster's cigar, and but like, lights, his, lights his finger. Like, yeah, his finger or his thumb or something. But, like, I, I also just thought it was funny how they they made him... Like, they made the monster the monster. You know, like, when you think of, like, the classic Frankenstein, like, not intelligent. Like, there's not really a whole lot of intelligence. And, like, it mainly just makes noises and it groans and stuff like that. And, like, you know, in this movie, they kind of explain why the monster is like that because of the kind of brain that it has. Yeah. You know, and so, like, Dr. Frankenstein's plan is to find, like, this really... Like, this brain of, like, a super smart, you know, very intellectual kind of person. And so, Igor goes and tries to fetch the brain, and then lightning strikes, and he sees his reflection in the mirror, and he gets scared of himself and drops the brain on the ground. Yeah. So then he goes, and he he has to replace the brain, so he grabs, like, another brain that says abnormal, but then when he presents it... normal? Yeah. He was like, uh, Abby something. Uh... Abby who? Uh, Abby normal. And, like, that's another thing that my uncle quotes a lot. Like, Abby normal. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I thought it was... There's a, lot of, there's a lot of clever stuff that's not necessarily going to knock you out of your seat with laughter. But it's just, like, that's clever. Yeah. Which... I do think it's probably his most clever movie because he does kind of hold back which you know we had talked about you not having seen blazing saddles you only came in at the end of it Uh, but it's like with a lot of his comedies he just goes way overboard yeah on on like the comedy like space balls like that's just punchline after punchline ridiculous costume after ridiculous set piece yeah and And robin hood men and tights is pretty similar i'd say not quite to the same extreme as Spaceballs, but, like, you yeah. can definitely get the the quick little quips that he does, and it's, like, nonstop. And then Blazing Saddles, literally the end, do you remember what happens in the end? No. They, like, break the fourth wall, 
but like a bunch of people get into like a bar fight and they start breaking through sets so there's like this movie that's like a musical and it's like in this giant water scene and everyone's singing and it's like mm-hmm. a choir scene and then boom through a side of the set this brawl this bar fight from the set over like gets like starts going through different movies okay and literally they leave the set and go to like a movie theater for some reason to like watch the bar fight happen across the like the movies and it's like breaking the fourth wall after meta thing and it's like it's like at some point i don't even know what's real and what's not and it's like this was funny at first but this has gone a bit overboard it like ends with them hopping into like I don't know a car. I forget which car it was, and like they finish they finish the movie on horseback. They get off the horse, walk to a car, and drive off the set as like the credits are rolling. Interesting. And so you just the camera just watches them like drive off into the sunset. Yeah, and it's like he didn't take it seriously. Right. But, like, with this, at least, like, up until the point when the joke is made about what he receives. Right. You know? Like, it, it's a... This is a mildly serious ending. Yeah. With a with a good message. A good... What do you mean? Like, the, the message of the movie of, like, people, you know... Like... Like, self-sacrifice, like people being... Okay. You know, seeing value. Okay. In in uh, under the surface. Yeah, under the surface. Okay. See, I was mainly only thinking of the last scene <laughs> the last as scene. the ending, and you're like with a good message, and I was like, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is probably not Mel Brooks' funniest movie in that no. respect. No, I don't think it was the funniest. I mean, I even think that like, um. Robin Hood Men in Tights was a funnier movie than yeah. this one was. But this one is definitely his most compact and well-made. And I'm not sure he wrote it, and that might be why. I think Gene Wilder might have written this. Hmm. And then, like, him and Mel Brooks, after he, like, put the story together, yeah, they, would have like, come together. And would, well, they didn't direct it. Mel well, Brooks directed it. Right. They would have come together and, like, put in right. the jokes and whatnot. Right. And so... In that respect, it's a lot smoother of a movie to watch. I don't have to deal with the ending of Blazing Saddles. Like, I was reading, even when I was going reading Mel Brooks' Wikipedia, I was reading the plot synopsis mm-hmm. of Spaceballs. Interesting. And I've seen Spaceballs. And I didn't know what they were talking about in the plot synopsis. Really? Because it was so confusing. I mean, it is a pretty confusing movie, I guess. Like, I haven't seen it a whole lot. I think I've seen it probably, like, twice in my entire lifetime. But, like, it is kind of a confusing movie. And that would be why some people would consider this, like, his best movie is because... Because it's not that confusing. Yeah, it's narratively... Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You know, you got this doctor... Goes to Transylvania for his grandfather's will. Finds his grandfather's lab. You know, find out that Madame... Blew her. Blew, blew her. Yeah. 
I halfway expect like horses to yeah. <laughs> go off in the background. Maybe I'll find a horse whinnying sound effect and put it in there. Maybe. But the he, she was like trying to get him into the lab, and once he gets in there, he goes crazy and starts trying to build the monster. Right. And then the only thing that'd be dip like different is like the stuff that happens once the monster gets out. Like, I believe in the original Frankenstein story, like, he actually ends up killing that little girl. Oh, really? Yeah. I've not seen the original, so I don't know what I've not happens seen it either. the original. Hmm. I just think that's what happens, but I'm not... I'm not probably. Sure. I mean, it's a horror movie, so... I'd, yeah. It's probably not, like... They probably don't become best friends or whatever, like, in this one, but... Either that, or I think... It is kind of a story where he kind of befriends the little girl, and it's almost like a King Kong type situation. Hmm. Or or they just think he's evil, and the little girl's like, "No, I like him," and they kill him anyway. Scars are for life. Regardless. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Alright, I think I think that's all there is to say about the movie. It's a solid movie. It's not yeah. a sp- it's not a spooky movie. No, I mean it's it's meant to be funny and enjoyed and I mean if you're just looking for something that's not going to be so scary but you're looking for a a decent Halloween movie, it is probably better than Hubie Halloween. Did I got you, Yeah, you did you end up watching that or did you start watching it? We started watching it. I started watching it. We got like 15 minutes in and I was like... Is this you and your doctor? No. No. Who's we then? This was... JJ and Sarah? uh, I think it was Rosie and Ellie. No. And we were like watching it. And you had to turn it off. And like we got 15, maybe 20 minutes in and we were like, this is horrible. Like, it's pretty cringy. Dude... I was, like, looking on Netflix the other day at some of, like, Adam Sandler's Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. And all of the descriptions of the movie are, like, the exact same. It's like, this guy is a loser. Yeah. But he's gonna get hot chicks. And I'm like, this is, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was not very good. All right. I'm gonna... Bring in a kind of a new segment because we do we do watch other things than you know the movie we watch for the week. Yeah. So I figure you know unless we're going to do this for the rest of our lives, which I don't anticipate happening. You know we should give we should give some time to the other stuff we watch because we're probably you know not going to get to them really. Yeah, we're not going to be able to do like a full yeah. podcast episode for it. And so, and so we can kind of give our brief thoughts. I know that's hard for us. Yeah. You know, just kind of say, oh, th- we watched this, and you know, here's what I thought about it. And then give it a thumbs up or a th- thumbs down, kind of like a Rotten Tomatoes thing. Okay. That but works the, for me. The problem is, I've got four movies. And I've got like a solid like one yeah, you got and one. a half. How do you have... Oh, it's half... Hubie Halloween. <laughs> you watched Hubie Halloween this week? Yeah. Oh. I thought you watched it like a couple weeks ago. No, I wa- I started watching it probably three or four days ago, roughly. All right. I'm I guess a- I'll I'll start with the first two of mine because okay. they're they're in the same genre and I can kind of knock them out. 
at the same time. Um, and then you can do your one, and I guess I'll do my last two. All right. Uh, this this week I watched Miracle, that is the like the Miracle on Ice and Glory Road. Um, Miracle is about the nineteen eighty right the hockey team. Yeah, U.S. The hockey USA. team. Uh, good movie. I I liked it. It's the first time I had seen it, and I know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's the greatest sports movie of all time." I don't know about that. I I think it had. Its best quality was like it's uh, it had very realistic looking hockey. I think that that was a good that's like the most enjoyable thing about it. The drama just wasn't there for me, yeah. They didn't really sell it as how big of underdogs they were. And then Glory Road, have you ever seen Glory Road? I don't think I have. I don't even know if I know what it's about. It is the 1964, 19, like 1964 to 1965, Texas Western men's basketball team. Um, about they just hired a high school girls coach who, you know, these girls won like the state championship or something. But, you know, it's girls basketball in the mid-60s. No one cares. Right. And, you know, this small Texas, it was Texas Western College, you know, hires them as his men's basketball coach, and he integrates the basketball team by recruiting, you know, seven black men. I've, I don't, I never finished the movie. Yeah. But JJ was watching it. And so. And I came in and watched, like, the last portion of it. And so, this does a better job of selling the drama. Of the racial tensions that they go through, um, as yeah. being like a segregated team in the South playing against you know a bunch of racist white boys, and apparently a lot of the stuff in that movie is like not true. They just do it just to like sell the right. Which which I thought was sad. Like the part, did you see the part where they go back to their hotel rooms? Yeah, and they had like the the, the blood dot, all over the n words yeah. die. That wasn't that didn't happen. Really, and the. Uh, the crowd that was like throwing stuff on them and fighting them didn't happen. Interesting. Like the that college apparently like sued. I forget which company. Like, uh, produced this. But they like sued that company, because for like defamation. Right. Saying that like, that didn't happen. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's a I like. I like it. It's not as narratively strong as, as Miracle. As Miracle, but I think it's more emotionally resonant. I'd say so. And I'd say that there are better movies out there that combine the two, like Remember the Titans. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think it's time for your one yeah. movie. Yeah. The the main movie that I can remember was Sinister, which I watched yesterday because basically. What happened was, I was on Facebook, you know, scrolling through Facebook, and you get all these, like, random ads from, like, different, like, ranking, you know, different listings and stuff like that. Like, BuzzFeed has all kinds of stuff, like, top ten this, top ten that, you know, top five. But this was, like, this was a list that was supposedly, like, the scariest movies scientifically rated. 
So it was like they measured, they they took like a control group, and they had them watch different movies, and they like monitored like their heart rates mm-hmm. while watching the movies. And so Sinister was supposed to be like number one, like that was like the superior like horror movie. And so I watched it yesterday, and nothing happened. I just didn't think it was all that scary. There were a solid, like, five or six jump scares, but I just didn't... I didn't see how that would be the scariest one, because, like, I had watched some Netflix original uh, called... Uh, what was it, like, Knock Knock Twice or something like that? And I thought that that movie was scarier yeah. than Sinister. And so I was just like, I don't... I don't see it being the scariest movie. But... I'm also not a science experiment, so, yeah. All right. Yesterday, I asked you to come over to watch a movie. You weren't home. But if you had, you would have uh, came to see this movie, Overlord. Uh, Overlord, it's a World War II revision... Revisionist history movie about uh, a group of guys who have to go in and take down a clock, like a church tower that the Nazis are using. They like put a pole on it mm-hmm. to like jam radio signals uh, before D Day goes down. Um, and so they they need like open airwaves so that the planes can go in, you know strike first mm-hmm. or something um but they go and they find out that there's more going on in this church tower than meets the eye hmm and it was okay i mean i know it got good reviews when it uh was released mm-hmm. because jj J. abrams produced it oh really yeah or at least, like his company did at least. Bad Robot. And uh, people weren't expecting much from it. But it ended up being pretty but, decent. But it was better than people thought they would, so it gave right. some good ratings. And I, I would say it's it's worth a watch if you're interested in that that plot synopsis right there. I mean, that, that's about as concise as you can be without like giving any spoilers away. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was it was okay. Um, rated R, lots of language, lots of blood. It's a war movie. Yeah. yeah there are some definite, uh, Saving Private Ryan, uh... Isms? Ism, yeah, isms is a good word. It's not a word. <laughs> but that's what it's, it is. A, yeah. There's some Saving Private Ryan-isms in there. So, I, it was Okay. And then today I just watched uh, Enola Holmes, um, which also wasn't bad, but, and I know I'm not an anti-SJW, but this movie (laughs) was rough, man. Like, I know there's a lot of what they call feminist movies out there. Like, a lot of people hated Captain Marvel because they thought it was just, oh, Captain Marvel's. Well, just men, bad, women, good. 
Um, and I didn't have that problem with them at all. I didn't even think about Men, Bad, Women, Good. Right. But this movie, man. It oh definitely kind gosh. of forces it down your throat. Oh, it's terrible. It's literally pretty much only the character of Mycroft and another character who will remain unnamed. Um, another couple of characters, actually. And it's all about, like, men keeping women down, you know, men thinking they're superior, men thinking know, they know what's good for women, men being, you know, controlling. Yeah. Those kinds of movies, they just, like, it gets to a point that it's hard to enjoy it when that's really all you yeah. can think about and that's all that's, like, being told to yeah. you. And it'd be more interesting if, like, the Mycroft character had, like, a third dimension. Or even a second dimension. But it was just one-dimensional, like, women bad. Hmm. And because they painted him as a villain, you know. Yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, this dude is annoying. Can you stop? Oh. But other than that, it was a it was a cute movie, very similar in style and tone, probably to the Guy Ritchie versions of the Holmes. Hmm. So, a lot of asides too. Really? Yeah. A lot of times, Millie Bobby Brown would look in the camera and like talk directly to you, which I thought was a nice, nice little touch. Yeah, it's not too bad. When you're not like overdoing it and you're not overusing it, it can be, yeah. it can be, it can add to the movie rather than take away. Which, I don't think that they, I think they have a decent amount of it, but I don't think it takes away from the movie at all. All right, Richard, I had to remind you, which, uh, which movie we're doing next week? Yeah, because it was it was your pick. I was hoping you would remember. Yeah, but I've like. I've been interested in doing several different kinds of movies, like, for the podcast. Like, because I'm just a very opinionated person, so I always think that the movies that I like would be good for it. So, when you told me that it was my pick, I was like, man, this could be any number of things. But then you you uh, let the cat out of the bag. So yeah, I, I ended up telling you. You did. Were you were you super like upset because you couldn't think of it, or did you just? I was let down that I didn't think of it because it is for me. It's it's not like my favorite movie, but it's it's way up there. I I definitely get entertained like every time I watch it, and I definitely find it funny pretty much every time yeah. I watch it. Yeah, you do like garbage, so that's not it's not garbage. It's a good movie. All right, let's hit the drum roll. It's Daddy's Home. Yeah, the first one, not the, first the second. One, yeah, that came out in twenty sixteen, maybe twenty fifteen. I think it was it was well, somewhere around there. Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell again. Yeah, two Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell movies in the first like ten episodes. Absolutely, man. They're they're like the dynamic duo for comedy in my in my eyes. Yeah, that's why you pick. I just think I think they're so funny together. Uh, and so Daddy's Home next week I've never seen it 
I'll probably feel the same about it that I did about uh, the other guys. Dude, I walked into your apartment the other day and you're watching the other guys. You should have put that into the uh, yeah. movies you watched part. But Yeah, I didn't think about it. That's the issue. Is did that... you finish watching it? Yeah. Uh. That's the issue is that like sometimes I just watch so many movies that I don't think to keep track, you know. But, yeah. I love Daddy's Home. As far as I know, I think it's on Amazon Prime, so we should be able to just... Watch it on Prime without any free trials or anything. Uh, uh, then two weeks from now is another one of your picks. Can you think of what that is? Heck no. <laughs> and then next week... It's probably yours. I feel like it's probably it's your pick. It's ours. Our pick. Ah. Okay. All right, but next week, Daddy's home. Uh, so tune in for that. Or don't, because I'm, I'm not even sure I'd want to tune in for that, because I'm... I would, but I, I think I'll it's be a great there. movie. I'll be, I'll be there, and I'll talk about it. Alrighty. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Uh, it's another episode of the Movie Melting Pop Podcast. Uh, remember, leave a review if you haven't already, or a rating, or both. Yeah. Or just text us. And uh, thanks for listening. See you guys next week. <laughs>